Hey y'all, this is Dick Darren from StraightHustling.com. Are you a hunter or just like to target shoot and have a good time? Then you need to check out Freedom Munitions. You can find a link to Freedom Munitions at the bottom of StraightHustling.com. I can't say enough good stuff about Freedom Munitions. It's where I buy my own ammo, great prices, you buy directly online, and it's shipped to your doorstep. It doesn't get any better than that. You can sign up for their email specials and check out their brass buyback program. So please click the link at the bottom of our site, straighthustling.com. Takes you directly to Freedom Munitions and get your hustle on. Let's get on with the show. Hustling, Dick Darren, Money no Money Mike, Mike <laughs> Stu, we're all back. The headquarters. What's going on? Oh, we're kicking it, man. We're fixing to talk to uh, the I think the nephew of Warren Jeffs, right? Uh, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. So Brandon Jeffs out of the FLDS had a show on. Uh, I think it was on TLC, something like that. So uh, yeah, got got in contact with him to come talk about the story of the FLDS and kind of what he's doing now. And Running like an underground railroad of sorts, taking these people out of uh, that religious compound into the real world and introducing them to, you know, yeah. that, that you know not everyone is evil and Satan walking around with horns in their head ready to kill them with a pitchfork. So I wonder if the FLDS people use Freedom Munitions ammo. You know what? I would think they would. Freedom Munitions. Check out a link on our website, Freedom Munitions. That's the ammo we buy. Ship it right to your house. Sales every day. Can't beat it. Yep. Make sure you check it out. Stu likes it. I love that stuff. I mean, it's always quality. Don't think I've ever had one that's misfired. Made in America. Yeah. Just like Dick Darren. Yeah. Don't don't break in our house, is all I can tell you. Because <laughs> we got free munitions backing us up, baby. <laughs> Let's get uh, Brandon on the phone. See if he's ever used any free munitions. What's up, Brandon? Hey, Dick. Hey, what's going on, Brandon? This is Dick Darren. I got Mike and also Stu with me here. Hey, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Hey, Mike. Hi, what's good? How you guys doing? All right. All right. Yeah, man. So I'm glad you came on our show. And uh, I saw you on TV on the, uh, I can't remember the show you were on on there, but I remember me and my wife were watching it and y'all had an interesting story. And when I was able to locate you online and uh, asked you to come on the show and kind of talk about uh, your history with the FLDS. Yeah, um, the, the show was on TLC and it was called Escaping the Prophet. Um, we, we filmed it, uh, the end of 2014 into 2015. And so that, the, we filmed that down in Colorado City and, and that was, I was with Flora Jessup and we basically, the whole premise of the show is to go in and, and help families and children and, and any, basically anybody who wanted to escape the SLDS, we'd, we'd have an avenue and safe houses in place and, and some different avenues for them to come into like a safe haven or a safe environment because they, 
they really don't understand anything other than life inside the FLDS. So the transition period is very tough. Yeah, can you kind of uh, talk a little bit what what the FLDS, uh, what it stands for and kind of how it came about? Yes, um, the FLDS stands for Fundamentalist Latter-day Saint. Uh, it was originally started in the 1830s by a guy named Joseph Smith, which is the founder of the original Mormon church. And in the 1890s, there was a split of the main Mormon church, and which is now the FLDS, because they, in Utah, to become a state in 1890, outlawed polygamy so they could become a state in 1896. So there was two offshoots, which is one right now, the main Mormon church, which does not practice polygamy, and then the FLDS, and then there's some other offshoots of that that does practice polygamy. So there's there's two very, very distinct um, factions of the Mormon church, the FLDS and the mainstream Mormon church. Okay. Cool. Oh, so the mainstream Mormon church, they're not for polygamy then, right? No, they, they, they speak out against it very, very vocally and very publicly. And like I said, for the Utah to become a state, it's been outlawed. It's been illegal for more than a hundred years. But oh, wow. there's not really a way to enforce it because of freedom of religion. Oh, okay. Okay. So is that, uh, so did you grow up in that environment? I did. I, I grew up, um, as, as you're probably aware of Warren Jeff, he's my uncle, and my grandpa, Ruin Jeff, was the prophet of the entire, the FLDS while I was growing up. So I grew up with uh, three moms and 20 siblings in the same house. Wow. Oh, wow. That's true. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it is, it is. And, you know, my dad wasn't 65 kids, and my grandpa Ooh. had 65 children. And like you like you read on my website, uh, brandonjeff.com, it um it I I left when I was fifteen, right before I turned sixteen and just kind of figured out life as it went and started high school and then I joined the military the day after nine eleven and then I served in the army for seven years and did two tours over in Iraq and then got out used my GI Bill to finish putting myself through college and I got a bachelor's degree in business and and then I've done some other businesses and now currently I'm down in Tapachula, Chiapas, Mexico doing some volunteer work with a, with an orphanage here. Oh wow. And that's an amazing story. Yeah, we appreciate your service, man. We really do. Thank you, thank you. I'm actually a, a third generation combat veteran. My grandpa was in World War Two in the Navy. My dad was drafted in Vietnam, and I served in Iraq. Oh wow! That's, that's, a, that's I have the same exact history, except for I was in the Gulf War. And my 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 father was, mm-hmm. my father was in uh, Vietnam, and my grandfather was in uh, Normandy Beach. That's crazy! Wow. So what was it yeah. like? Uh, yeah, the mystery. Yeah. What was it like growing up in a young, as a younger child in that environment? You know, like uh, um, it was it pretty much growing up. It was pretty similar to I guess most other childhood. There's just a lot more of us. So it was like children raising children. Like, I mean, my mom was there. She was around. My other two moms were there. But there was so many kids and so much going on all the time. Like, my older sisters and older brothers are the ones that basically raised me. They took care of me. They made sure we got fed. And that was just, that was just the way it was. So growing up, it was pretty typical other than we had really no access to the outside world. We weren't allowed to watch TV. Um, there was no internet then, but we, we really had no access to the outside world. And 
um, the only thing we were actually, we weren't allowed to watch TV, but when my mom did allow us to watch it, it would be like, um, like PBS, like nature programs, et cetera, and nothing, nothing that would be considered, um, taboo or like, we call it dark, like even the Simpsons or something like that, we weren't allowed to watch that. Oh, wow. So, how old were you when you decided you were just uh, weren't going to take it anymore? Was it before you were fit, before you left, or you know, I'm, I'm assuming you know you decided a long time before you left that you were this life wasn't for you. You wanted to see what was out there. Yeah, um, I, I very have a very distinct memory as as to what happened, and and I started to question um, the you know the the validity of the SLDS when I was younger. Um, I realized at a very young age, my mom, so we could, uh, you know, afford to eat, we cut coupons on the Sunday paper every morning, or every Sunday, and I got up early and got the newspaper and cut the coupons just so I, and the off chance that my mom would let me go grocery shopping. So that Sunday morning, and every Sunday morning, hopefully, I didn't get to go every time, but I'd still get up and cut the coupons. And when we'd go down there, we'd always use the same checkout lady. Her name is Nancy. And that was really the, the first Gentile, and to, to give you a premise of what Gentile means, it's basically anybody that's not part of the SLBS. So we weren't allowed to associate anybody that wasn't a part of the SLBS. And so she was the first person that actually spoke to me when I was a kid. And I realized that, hey, not everybody out in the world is evil. Not everybody out there in the world is bad like we were taught. So that that kind of started the got the ball rolling, and at 12, and then it, it started becoming more and more prevalent, and then at 15, I just said I was done. Oh, wow. So what do you have to do to say you're done? I mean, how do you get out? Um, I bought my older brother's car from him and basically just drove illegally and sped away from my dad's house while he was, uh, uh, so he didn't know. So I just basically just escaped. Oh, wow. Wow. So what happens, like, uh, do they have people that actually, like, try to stop people from leaving? Um, now they, they do. When we left, um, our family was actually the first family that was excommunicated from the SLDS. I left about a year before that happened. And the reason our family was excommunicated is because my oldest brother, he had a daughter, and she passed away at seven months of SID, which is sudden infant death syndrome. Mm-hmm. And we had the wake at my parents' house. And even then, even at the funeral, we weren't allowed to associate with Gentiles. And Warren was looking at us through his binoculars through the schoolhouse and saw us associating with Gentiles. And that is what ultimately got our entire family, like, excommunicated and kicked out of the SLDS. Oh, wow. Is that, um, is that religion... How is it today? Is it growing or is it shrinking, do you think? Or? Um, it's pretty stagnant right now. Like they, they have um, the Twin Cities, which is called Hilldale, Utah, and Colorado City, Arizona. And down in El Dorado, Texas, is where uh, they built a huge compound with a big temple. And that's the evidence they actually seized and what got Warren caught. And he's serving two consecutive life sentences for. Uh, sexual assault of a minor, so he's a convicted pedophile, and he exactly belongs where he is, life in prison, because he's just a sick, twisted man. But my other uncle, Lyle, is the one that's running it from, running the SLDS right now, and Warren is still giving direction from prison. So 
I I really compare the SLDS to like an organized crime syndicate. I mean, it's just like the mob. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. When I saw that on TV, I had no idea that stuff like that even existed. Yeah, most most people don't have an idea, and most people have you know a preconceived notion that something like this would never happen in their backyard in America. And this is in this is in Arizona, Utah, Pringle, South Dakota. It's in Colorado. It's in California. It's pretty some parts of Mexico. It's pretty prevalent, and you know there's. Their whole thought process is how can we screw the government? How can we pull one over? They call, they, they created something that's called bleeding the beast. And basically what that means, the beast is the government, the welfare system, etc. And they consciously look for ways to defraud the government. So they're, they're actually, the SLDS are proud of that fact. Oh, in the name of religious freedom. In the name of religious freedom, exactly. Uh, so how many people do you think are, do you have any idea, like an estimate of how many people are actually in this still? Um, according to Sam Brower, who's, he's a good friend of mine, and he's been a private investigator against the SLBS for a number of years, we're, they, they, they're guessing in anywhere between eight and 10,000 active members right now. That's a, that's a lot of people. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And they, uh, if you ever do get down to, you know, Southern Utah and Northern Arizona, they they do stand up pretty like a sore thumb. Uh, the women same hairdo. Uh, they're not allowed to cut their hair. They wear they wear prairie dresses, kind of like you know, back in like the 1860s. So, oh, kind of like the Amish people here. Yeah, yeah, they they actually look quite a bit like the Amish people, but I wouldn't say quite as radical. Okay, all right. What is the uh, do they wear some like kind of a uh trying to remember. I thought I saw on TV they wore like some kind of underwear or something. Or yes, they do. They have it's called we call it long underwear or it's called holy garments. So it's basically like a cotton uh, piece of underwear that you wear from head to toe, and it's usually like a single piece. I wore it when I was a kid, and so that was that's called your your holy garment. Basically, the the, the whole idea of it is is you're not supposed to show any skin to anybody else. Like, your body is a temple, and the only person that gets to see that is you and God. Oh, okay. All right. But, but yet you can have three or four wives, and how do you see their body? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I you know, I never got married in the SLDS, but I, I guess I could speculate on how that happened, but it was probably through the garments and whatever, so... <laughs> So have you ever attempted to go see Warren in prison and talk to him there? Um, he won't, um, he won't take our calls. Um, my brother Brent, um, he wrote a, uh, if, if you're interested as well, he's written a book about, um, our story as well. It's called Lost Boy. You can get it on Amazon. It's a Kindle. Um, it's pretty much everywhere that you sell books. Um, he went down and, and testified against Warren. And that was part of the character witness that uh, that put him in jail. I've been when when the trial happened, I was still in the military, and so I wasn't allowed to go do that because of my military duty. Sure. Okay. Wow. Um, can you go openly into these communities, or are they kind of like locked off? Um, you can drive in as a as an outsider or a gentile, is what we are. Um, but they'll immediately start following you. And they'll make sure that you know that you're not welcome. 
Oh, okay. Cool, let's go. How often does that happen? Do people drive through there? Like, probably from that TV um, show, like I would think. Passersby will drive through, and there's a gas station there, but if they turn off, then they have what's called, it's called the God Squad, and it's basically the SLDS private security. So how, so they'll, they'll use scare tactics, they'll, you know, if you stay too long, they'll try to run you off the road. Oh, wow. I've heard stories of people getting shot at. I've never personally been shot at, but we've, we've heard stories and there's been disappearances, questionable disappearances of people. And yeah, I mean, really, it, I mean, in, in every sense of it, it, it is literally like the mob. It's, like, it's organized crime. Yeah. I yeah. mean, from siphoning money from public utilities to, I mean, any way that they can sleep, the government may do it. How did your show come about? Like, how did that, who approached you on doing a show on TLC? Um, Laura Jessup, she, um, she's been quite a big a- activist of helping the children and the women come out of that. And I was living in Los Angeles at the time. And, um, I knew one of the producers of the show and she came to me and said, would you want to team up with Flora and do this reality show of going and, and helping these families and helping these kids escape and, and setting them up with new lives? And I said, sure. So, you know, after a few months of talking with Discovery and TLC, we got everything ironed out and started filming. And it was a very, very good experience for me. So all the, uh, actual film footage of you guys going in and and talking to people and helping them leave was actually true, real? Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that was, we just had a, a camera crew following us. Oh, wow. And so you were in danger all the time. It wasn't, you know, fake, you know. The, the, the oh, they, no. They, this they might come kill real. you. This, yeah. was, this was real, yeah, definitely. Wow. Well, you know, I, you would think that a religious organization would be uh, prone to violence, but it seems like, the, you know, like even the David Koresh and all that, when they're getting compound and they harm themselves and they get an ideology, you know, of uh, following one person. One person says, hey, we're under attack. And, uh, you know, of course, they're going to defend themselves, you know. Exactly. And and the SLBS do believe in what's called blood atonement. So what blood atonement is, is um, some of some of the people still believe in that it, it's actually better for me. You're a Gentile because you've never been a part of the SLBS. I'm what's called an apostate or a son of perdition. And what that is, is somebody that knew the right way and basically forsake it. It just says, I don't want any part of this, and I just wrote it off. So what blood atonement is, is they think it's better for me to save my soul that they kill me. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah, there's historical, you know, there, there's history and on articles and everything about that in, in the early ones of Church of Blood Atonement. And... Um, so it's, it's all, all kind of littered in the Mormon history and the SLBS history. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of religions have a lot of blood on their hands. And I mean, there's no doubt about that. That's very true. Yeah. You know. What about, uh, like, uh, the show? Are you, are you familiar with any of the show? Like, uh, what is that? Where the guy has, like, eight or nine wives on TV? Oh, Sister Wives, Cody Brown. What, what kind of religion is he following, you know? Um, that's, that's a polygamy based religion. It's roughly, Kind of the same concept of, of how I was raised in the SLBS. Um, to me, um, Sister Wise and Cody Brown, they just, it's just more of an entertainment factor to me. That was not how I grew up. I mean, they kind of 
glorify it and make it seem like it is okay. To me personally, I don't think polygamy is correct and I don't think it's right. Um, if people want to practice it, fine, but I don't agree with it. And it, to me, it, it's morally everything and every aspect of it is wrong because the children, the, the children that you have in polygamy, they don't get any attention. Children are just a number. Uh, women are treated like property. They use them as currency, and men are looked at like, you know, they're very elitist and they're and they're God. How does that work? Where I saw where if you're if you have three or four wives, that the Warren Jeff guy he can take some of your wives and give them to somebody else. How does that work? Oh yeah, um, basically Warren is they, they consider him God's mouthpiece on earth. So whatever he says goes. If he feels a man in the SLDS is unworthy of his family and wife, he just basically says, you're not worthy, I'm taking your wife, I'm taking your family, you're kicked out, and they have to leave. So he takes the wives and takes the family and reassigns them to another man that he says is worthy. Wow, that's insane. And it happened hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. That, that seems just so insane. They destroyed them. Yeah, that would seem like it would destroy. That, yeah, that's that's some. Uh, I've never heard uh, anything like that. It really happening, and you know, a lot of people are probably naive to the fact that it's it's happening daily in America. Oh yeah, the most people are. I mean, when when we um, when we first aired the show, um, most of the comments that we received from from viewers was like, "This is really happening," and they they called it. They said, "Is this real?" And we're like, "Yes, this is very very real." I grew up in like. <laughs> this Man. is in our own backyard, and this is happening daily. Yeah, wow. Yeah, we'll keep. Uh, we'll check out. You say your brother has a book on it, huh? Called Lost Boys. Yeah, it's called Lost Boys. My my brother's name is Brent Jeff. Okay. So okay. they have hard um, Kindle versions. I don't know what you what your preference is. They have Audible as well, and um, that that tells a quite, actually quite a bit of my story as well in there. So. What brought you down to Mexico? Um, I was living and working in Hermosa Beach, California, which is a suburb of L.A. And um, I was working on a startup, and, you know, we, we hit into a, a funding wall, and our, our, part of our funding for our Series A, which is like the beginning funding stage to get the company rolling, we hit a brick wall. And I wanted to do volunteer work for a number of years, and it turned out that this, was the perfect time, so I started the process last November, and I literally sold everything I own, and I came down to Mexico with a uh, carry-on and my laptop. Oh, man. And I committed to five mo- six months down here, and it's volunteer, so I don't get paid. I'm here in an orphanage with 47 kids, work six days a week, 10 to 12 hours a day, and basically what I'm doing is these are underprivileged kids that that come out of the, the orphanage and welfare system in Mexico, and we give them, uh, you know, some uh, a much better life. It, it really is like a home, and so they they they're treated like brothers and sisters. We come in as as volunteers, and you know, kind of give them a, a guiding hand on on responsibility. They have daily chores. Um, and you know, and we coach them, and and it's kind of like um, we're we're raising them. Yeah, and that's awesome. 
My Sam Mike down there. Maybe you can teach him something or raise him, get him on. If you want to come down for a week or two, Mike, you're more than welcome. Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't. I'd like to mentor some kids, but uh, you know, it's a, it's a. You don't want that mentor. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a hell of a thing to do. You know, I mean, giving back to to, to anybody is it's a beautiful thing. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I agree. And after the six months, um, I'm going to actually fly back to LA. Um, my girlfriend is going to do the same thing, and we're going to fly back down here and do another six months to a year at this same uh, orphanage and continue to, to give back to people that are less fortunate than we are. Cool. What part of Mexico is it? Is it like uh, middle or northern? Um, it's pretty much as far south as you can go. It's in a town called Tapachua, and then in the state it's called Chiapas. So it's about it's about 15 minutes from the Guatemalan border. Mm. Oh, okay. So it's way far south. So, so how is, uh, the, is it safe for you there and everything? Um, ish. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's, I mean, you, you think about any of the dangerous areas in U.S., say Detroit, Compton, Baltimore, um, it's probably safer than those areas. Oh, but, wow. You know, it, it's just using your common sense, mostly just like it is anywhere. Let's say you go out in New York at 3 a.m., and you walk through a shady area, you're probably more prone to getting robbed or attacked or something. You just use the same common sense down here as you would in America, and it's totally safe. Okay. Right. Cool, cool. Uh, but the food's good, huh? Um, the food is very good. Um, I, I'm on a pretty simple diet of eggs, avocados, and bananas. <laughs> That's all you eat? Yeah, pretty much every day with some with some greens and stuff. So okay. I I kind of challenge myself to to live as simply as as the children do. So that's what I'm doing. Okay, wow, you're doing it. Yeah, it's, well, you know, it sounds like you're a person that really uh, sticks to what they believe in, and, you know, and uh, follows through. It's awesome. Yeah, I definitely do. So for for just for your um, your information, uh, it's called Mission Mexico. Right. Um, if you want to know more about it, you can go to www.mission, which is M-I-S-I-O-N, Mexico.org. Yeah, okay. awesome. Maybe cool. some of our listeners can, uh, you know, send some money down to uh, help fund you. Yeah, we, we are actually doing fundraising, and we have children that need education sponsors. So you think about the cost of schooling in America versus schooling down here, 80 bucks a month, 80 U.S. a month will pay for a kid to go to private school year-round. Uniform, tuition, books, everything. Send my kid down there. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the public schools are, are pretty lacking down here, but they, they have um, the, the, the private schools where the kids go, and it's like, you know, it's a cost, not education, and because it's in... U.S. and the peso to dollar right now is about 15 pesos to one dollar. So your buying power of your dollar goes really far down here. Oh yeah. yeah. So I saw like you. For instance, the apartment I live in is 120 U.S. a month. Okay. <laughs> What's that like? Yeah, it's just a small, like 100 square, 150 square foot studio. Okay. So, uh, but uh, do you have like a? I guess you do have internet and stuff, though, huh? I do have internet. It's not as nice as Verizon Fios or anything like that. But. you got to get Slim to get on the internet. He's got all the cell phones. <laughs> yeah. know, right? let, me, let me text him. See yeah. if we can get something done. <laughs> I, I saw uh, you said you were going to be on Piers Morgan, right? Um, that was uh, We already were on Piers Morgan. So we were on uh, MSNBC, The Cycle. We were on Piers Morgan. 
We're on Huffington Post Live. Um, let's see, my my brother's been on. He's been on Larry King. I've been on uh, Doctor Phil a couple times. He's been on Oprah. So we we worked pretty hard at getting our message out there. And this is thank you for taking the time to to you know talk to me and and continue to get our message out there. Not only about you know, the tyranny in the SLDS, but what I'm doing down here personally with Mission Mexico, like, this is this is very important to me. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, yes, yeah, we think it's uh, awesome anytime anybody we interview that uh, they're doing something so, uh, I think it's philanthropic, <laughs> you know, it's giving back, we always want to support that and uh, give a big shout mm-hmm. out and make sure our listeners know what it's about. Awesome. Yeah, so now you did a, a Piers Morgan, now you did a good show, Straight Hustling. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and you finally, you finally yeah, hit the big time. You're on the show. I, I looked at your t-shirts, and I would definitely rep one of those. Oh wow, yeah, man. I'm gonna send you one then, man. I just yeah. need to get a get your address. I'll shoot you one down, and you can send me a picture. Yeah, you know you. That the, would be awesome. You know you hit the big time when you're on straight hustling. That's for sure. Oh, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So man, I definitely. Uh, you got a cool story. That's why I wanted to kind of hear kind of some of the history and what's going on and what you're doing now and. Man, it's all good stuff. You came from uh, came from not having much to, you know, really uh, doing a lot of stuff. Went to college and went to the oh, military. Country, yeah, for this country, you can't you can't ever you can't put a price on that. You know what I mean? You got no character that that's a mile wide from that. I'm sure because I you know I I, I totally agree. I totally agree. You know, when when I was contemplating joining the military, um, it was like. It was a thought, it was a thought, and then 9-11 happened, and that was my, you know, straw that broke the camel's back, so I walked in the recruiter station on September 12th, and he goes, sign me up. Alright. Yeah, we need more people to do that, that's for sure. So yeah, I'm definitely going to send you a shirt, man. If you ship me your address, that'd be cool. Get you down there, straight hustling down there in Mexico. Yeah, take a picture with all the kids with that shirt yeah, on. Oh, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll get maybe, maybe with somebody of them just around Buy some shirts and stuff and send, it, send you some money or something. That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. I'll, uh, I'll email you that info, Dick, and and then uh, we can go from there. Okay. All right, man. Well, man, I want to thank you for coming on, and we'll definitely keep in touch, man. Anytime that uh, you got anything cool, new stories, anything new pops up, uh, just hit us up, and we'd love to have you on again. And maybe get awesome. your brother, get your brother in touch with us if you could. That'd be cool. Oh, I, de- I can. I'll definitely do that, too. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot him a text and and have him uh, get on the radio with you guys, and that way you can get, uh, you know, his side of the story. And and he, while I was in the military, you know, he's the one that started the the, the manhunt and the lawsuit against Warren that ultimately got him caught and in jail. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's sure a great story. He would, yeah, he would yeah. definitely be open for it. Okay. Awesome. All right, man. We sure appreciate. It. Thank you very much for coming on our show. Great story, and look to talk to you soon, man. Okay, thank you guys. I appreciate it. All right, thank All you. Right. All right, that was Brandon Jess from Mexico, live from Mexico. Yeah, down there at the uh, mission, he's uh, helping helping the little uh, little children down there that need some uh, need some education, everything, get them education in the home. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, so if you want to check out his uh, website, it's brandonjess.com. The mission uh, that he's the orphanage that he's working at is it's missionmexico.org. Check it out. That's written on the wall as well. Check, you know uh, I mean? <laughs> check, check that out and uh, donate some money to them. Yeah, they need they some got money. got a good cause down, down there you know, going they, on. You know, man, you can educate a kid for 80 bucks a month. You know, we spend that much in coffee each month. 
Uh, I don't know. Mike spends that much in beer each. Instead of hundred fifty dollars a month to get every, Mike every, every week, it's it's got to be a budget of at least Bush eight, beer, eighty two hundred Bush beer. Yes, I drink at least eighty dollars worth a week, or what, I, maybe fifty. I don't know. When are you going to start drinking Freedom Munition ammunition instead of Bush beer? <laughs> well, you know, I well, can Bush I, beer goes along with yeah, Freedom yeah. Munitions. Yeah, okay. Here's the thing: is when I'm shooting my Freedom Munitions. I drink bush beer normally, and I shoot bush beer cans. You know, you've shot quite a few with the free oh, munitions yeah. too, haven't you? That's I hear probably that. not a good plug. <laughs> what? It's a good plug. Any plug's a good plug, when except I for a hair plug or a butt freedom plug. munitions. I'm drinking bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's good for the redneck games because I'm a redneck. Rock, rocket man's right. ammunition. All right, yeah. so shit. But uh, yeah, check our link on our site for freedom munitions. We buy yeah. all our ammo there. We sh- you can come up here, the Straight Hustling headquarters. And uh, we'll help you shoot all the ammo up. Great yeah. prices. They send it right to your house, too. It's great. You don't have to go anywhere. You just hit them on the internet. Boom. They you know, hit, hit the link on our website, and they'll send you some ammunition as soon as you can order it. Tell them where the website is, Stu, so we can get the hell out of here. Hey, y'all. Check us out at www.straighthustling.com. Uh, again, we have our link to Freedom Munitions there. We also have the important stuff, like our links to our T-shirts, Hey, what color, yep. t- what color t-shirts we have right now, Dick? Man, we got red, gray, pink, green. What about the fly know, orange ones? Kind. Yeah, yeah, the fly orange ones. Yeah, the orange ones do look good. Yeah, uh, you're just going to have to get on the uh, internet and check out every color, order what you want, because yeah. we got it for you, baby. Hey, and when, you, when you're sitting at work looking for something to listen to, stream us on iTunes or Stitcher at Straight Hustling. We even got an iTunes yeah. link on our site now. We did? Check it out, yeah. We're, All right, we're so big time, baby. You big log time. in at work, you click the iTunes link, and you're up and running. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Check us out. Everybody thinks you're working, but you're really listening to us. It's awesome. So do well, it. They won't, work. Well, they won't be working when they're laughing. Exactly. Because, you know, everybody that works on the computer doesn't really work anyway. Oh, shit. Whatever. Boom, boom. Stab at y'all. All right. We got to get the hell out of here. Drug test, Mike. Oh, I don't no. know what the hell we're talking about. But uh, if you ain't hustling, you ain't living. Is that just written? I went from shopping without nothing to going shopping for my cousins. Now that the cops know that I'm buzzing, they want to drop me in the oven. Pull me over just to say I'm a fan. Yeah, pop, you gotta love Fuck. Ain't much I can do, but I do what I can. But I'm not a fool, there's no need to pretend. Just because you got yourself in some shit, it doesn't mean I have to.